0: of Matthew chapter 20, Matthew the 20th chapter, I'm excited about, kind of I'm taking a little bit of a uh, just insert into my Supernatural series, because what I'm going to share with you certainly is in line with that, but I want to let you know about something we've been working on in our pastoral staff and our leadership, we've we've shared it in Anointed Excellence, and I want to make sure you have plenty of time to get this on your calendar, I want to talk about what we're going to be doing this summer called Servolution, And a special week called Serve This City, and uh, just God brought all this together, and it, it is going to be an opportunity for every single one of us to begin to live this lifestyle of the supernatural, and not just an event. Can somebody say Amen to that? We we are praying that the supernatural power of God will not be an event at Calvary; it will become a lifestyle through how we live and what we do. So, I want to talk about Servolution today, a summer outreach that God is going to give us, and I'm going to show you how we put this all together. So, what is servolution? Servolution, I'm going to read from Matthew 20 in a moment, is not an event, it is a culture. Servolution is a serving revolution. That's where servolution comes from, okay? A serving revolution. Servolution. Servolution is not something unique to Calvary. It's a phrase that's been used as, as this, this concept has begun to catch in the body of Christ. But I want us to make sure we see what God's doing at Calvary, and this has always been who we are as a church, but it just gives us some focus and direction. So I want to kind of coin a phrase and let you see that term, servolution. That's a serving revolution. Serving is the heart of Jesus and the ministry model of Jesus. Now I want us to get this. We and our Western culture are not... Good as servers. How many heard what I just said? We, we want, okay, three or four. How many are still with? Everybody that's breathing, say amen. amen. Okay, good. So I want you to get this. Serving is not our first instinct in our human nature, but we're learning about supernatural, aren't we? So we're not natural, we're supernatural in the way we serve the Lord and live our life. So I want you to see this serving. I want you to get these two uh, elements. Serving is the heart of Jesus. Serving was the ministry model of Jesus. We will never be more like him than while we're serving in his name. All right? So, so what I'm saying, uh, uh, culture, economy, business, finance teaches us to climb the ladder of success, climb up the ladder of success, step on anybody you need to to get there. Uh, Our culture tells us that the end justifies the means. That means, Whatever you have to do to win is fine. Just win. That's what we're inundated in our culture today. But what we find from Jesus is there is a model of serving where instead of trying to climb up the ladder, you're willing to go down the ladder to find somebody and help them come up. Serving says, I'm not looking for a title. I'm looking for a towel. Okay? See, the disciples were looking for titles. Jesus was picking up a towel to wash their dirty feet. And we have to ask ourselves what model worked, okay? So let's look at this. Serving is so powerful. I'm so excited about how God has brought this together. But let's put a biblical foundation here. Matthew chapter 20. Let's look at verse number 17. Uh, Somewhat of a long passage, uh, but I, I want to read this to you because this is what happens if we don't get this focus. It's stunning to see the context of this discussion, okay? Matthew 20 in verse 17, Jesus is trying to get his disciples to understand he's about to die a cruel death on the cross. Okay? So watch this. Now, as Jesus was going up to Jerusalem, he took the twelve disciples aside and said to them, So this is a private meeting. You understand? Inner circle meeting. Big 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 stuff. He says in verse 18, We are going up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be betrayed to the chief priests and the teachers of the law. They will condemn him. To death, and will turn him over to the Gentiles to be mocked and flogged and crucified. On the third day, he'll be raised to life. I want you to. So here's the setting. He calls them aside. Said, "I need to talk to you privately. I can't talk to everybody about this. I'm not talking to the crowd. I'm talking to the core. I'm trusting you with information. You with me? Th- this was a, this was important. This wasn't an everybody meeting. This is an insider meeting." he said, I'm about to to be crucified. I'm going to be falsely accused. I'm going to be handed over to the Gentiles. They're going to mock me, flog me, beat me, torture me, crucify me. I want you to understand that. Good. So you get the setting? Okay. Now, this blows my mind. Look at verse 20. Right in the heels of that. Then, (laughs) after hearing that, Then the mother of Zebedee's sons, who are James and John, came to Jesus with her sons kneeling down. Ask a favor of him. What is it you want? He asked. She said, grant that one of these two sons of mine may sit at your right hand and the other at your left hand in your kingdom. Oh, really, lady? Now, come on. Take your churchy glasses off and your religious stuff off. I I don't mean to be ugly, but somebody should have slapped her on the back of the head. I'm not a chauvinist, or maybe I shouldn't have said that. Someone should have asked her, what are you thinking? I apologize for that. That was I was out of line. Sorry. Maybe James or John. Somebody should have slapped him on the back of the head. I'm sorry. That's who you should have got popped. Not mom. Okay, everybody good? We're all fine? Sorry, live stream. Sorry, everybody. When I make a mistake, it's in front of God and everybody. So, okay, I apologize in front of God and everybody. But can you imagine... He just said, I'm going to die a cruel death. Uh, Okay. Now, you too? Yeah. So, can these two boys sit on your right and left hand? Are you kidding me? Look at human nature when it's not anointed by the Holy Spirit. Come on, everybody with me? All right. So, (laughs) look at verse 22. You don't know what you're asking, Jesus said. You don't know what you're asking. Can you drink the cup that I'm about to drink? You want to really... Be at the right and left hand, guys? Jesus said to them, You will indeed drink from my cup, but to sit at my right or my left is not for me to grant. These places belong to those for whom they have been prepared by my Father. When the ten heard about this, they were indignant with the two brothers. Oh, now everybody's mad and jokes, having a church fight. About to have a split, right? Nobody cares about Jesus. I'm about to die, he says. Mommy wants once for a little Jamie and Johnny to get the right hand and the left hand. And so when the other ten hear about it, now they're mad. Nobody cares about Jesus. they just all mad because everybody's been, I guess, eyeing the right hand and the left hand. Everybody with me here on Sunday morning? We good? All right. Verse 25, Jesus called them together and said, You know, now watch this. This is what makes us different. You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their high officials exercise authority over them. See, that's how the world looks at authority. Lords it over them squashes them, uses them. Verse 26, not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first must be your slave. Wow. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Man, that's powerful stuff, guys. So you see the heart of Jesus. And you see those closest around him still did not understand what the kingdom of God was all about. Okay? But you see what Jesus said. I didn't come to be served. I came to serve. He said in the kingdom, leaders don't lord it over people. We serve people. Okay. Now, let's go to Philippians chapter 2. I told you this is the heart and the model of Jesus. Philippians chapter 2. Turn there with me. What did they teach the early church? What, what were they hearing? What, what was the, the, the mindset that they wanted them to have? Again, they refer to Jesus. Philippians 2 and verse uh, 1. Look, look, watch this. <clears throat> if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, anybody encouraged today because of what Christ has done for you? Anybody? I, I am. I'm encouraged by being united with Christ, All right. If any comfort from His love, anybody ever been comforted by the love of God? Man, I have. I've been comforted by the love of God. All right. If any fellowship with the Spirit, has the Holy Spirit blessed your life? Had some fellowship. All right. So he says, so I'm speaking to those guys. If any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like minded, having the same love, being in one spirit and one purpose. Unity honors God. He says, for those that have met Christ loving each other, is the obvious proof of that. All right, but let's keep reading. Do nothing, verse 3, out of uns, out of selfish ambition. Wow. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourself. Man, this Jesus thing just keeps making me step back and others step up, right? Isn't that what we're seeing? Okay, now, verse 4. Each of you should look not only to your own interests, but also to the interest of others. Now look at verse 5. Here's, here's this hearted model of Jesus. Your attitude, the NIV says, the King James says, have the same mind. So, are you ready? This is how Jesus thought while on earth. This was his process of thinking. This was his world view. This is how he looked at life. This is the attitude and the mind of Jesus. Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus. Who being in very nature God. So while he walked on the earth, was he still God? Yes. He was not a man. He was God birthed through the, through the miracle of a virgin birth. His deity, his God part, Godness, his deity was placed in the womb of virgin, the Virgin Mary. She birthed his humanity. So what did he do? Who being in very nature God. He was God. Did not consider equality with God something to be grasped. What did he say? I have nothing to prove. I do not have to hold on to my position and my privileges because I know who I am and I know why I've come. Everybody with me? He said even though he was God in nature, he was God, he did, he did not have to grasp that. So what did he do? Verse 7. But made himself nothing. Nothing. It seems like all the sermons I hear in church about humility is about God knocking you into humility. Huh? Isn't that the thing? Isn't that what we do? Somebody gets sick. Well, I believe the Lord speaking to me. Why can't He talk to us when we're healthy? Somebody loses their job. I just believe the Lord's getting my attention. Maybe God had nothing to do with that. Maybe God is going to show up when you believe for the next job. You understand? But but what we're reading here. So a lot of what I hear in church is the only way you get humbled is something forces you to be humble. The only way you serve is when you're made to serve. But what I'm reading here from the heart of Jesus, verse seven, he made himself. It was a choice. It was free will. It wasn't what he had to do. He knew who he was. But he made a decision. We need to understand why. Made himself nothing, taking the nature of a servant. So he was God, but he took on our humanity. Why? Why did he do that? Being made in human likeness, verse uh, 8. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself. None of this was forced. None of this was mandated. None of this was out of weakness. I want you to get me. We need to understand something. The humble person, when they choose to be humble, when they choose to serve, is not a doormat. It's not a weak person. It's not somebody who's been run over. It's a person who is the strongest in the group who said, I don't have to be taken care of. I don't have to be catered to. You don't have to give me a title. I know who I am. I know who the God in me is. I'm going to be like Jesus. I choose to do that. You don't have to thank me. You don't have to recognize me. You don't have to give me a title. I do this because I want to, because I'm so thankful for what God has done for me. I see what Jesus did to save me, and I want to share that with someone else. I'm a servant. I'm not weak. I'm strong. Weak people. Do you know that that insecurity often reveals itself either by grasping somebody's always got to get prop me up, prop me up, prop me up, you know, or insecurity hides itself behind this big, you know, bluster. And you, you know what I'm saying? You know those people that are loud and blustery and and frightening and intimidating you know, on the inside. They're scared to death. But Jesus' style of leadership was not intimidation. His style of leadership was inspiration. I want you to follow me because you want to follow me. I want you to love me because you want to love me. I want you to love me because I loved you first. So you see what he did. And found an appearance as a man. He humbled himself. And why? What was this all about? And became obedient to death, even death on a cross. So what are we learning? What are we seeing? This is the hearted ministry of Jesus. It's the ministry model of Jesus. It's how the kingdom is to operate. It's how it works. That's always been the DNA of Calvary. I've shared this with you many times. I do it often because I want everyone that knows as the church grows and becomes a part of the family early on in the little storefront building. As I was praying, God spoke to me and He said, George Sawyer, if you'll make a commitment to me, I'll make a commitment to you. And this was what he challenged me. He said, if you will take care of people that no one else wants to take care of, I will always take care of you. If you will take care of people that no one else wants to take care of, I will always take care of you. In other words, at Calvary, we're not only looking for people who can help this church. We're looking for people this church can help. You understand that? That's why we have dream centers and recovery ministry. That's why we do what we do. That's why we, we are red and yellow, black and white. That's why we are young and middle and old. That's why we are from all socioeconomic levels. Because our common ground is not us. It's Him. <laughs> our focus is not in the house. Our focus is on who we can help when we walk out of this place. That's why we are who we are. And we can never move away from that. We can never change that. We can never stop doing that. We can never stop pursuing intentionally lost people, hurting people, people that need to know how much Jesus loves them. That's who we are, and that's what we do. So I want you to see this. I want you to look at this with me again here in Philippians chapter 2. What are we seeing here? We're seeing that, that Jesus' heart, attitude, nature, that I came to serve and not to be served. I'm willing to go to the cross. And what happened when he went to the cross? The ultimate act of serving us, What that brought salvation and grace and healing and hope. And do you know that when you and I die to ourselves, do you know that when we he, Jesus said, I want you to pick up your cross and follow me. What does that mean? It's, it's not that we're going to be nailed to a cross somewhere. Although people have had that happen. And and, and some of the apostles did. And this happened over the centuries then, then to mock them in their Christian faith. But for the vast majority of us, to carry our cross means that we die to ourselves. That means that we do what Jesus did. We said, you don't have to serve me. I came to serve you. It means that I, I want to humble myself. I want to die to myself. And when I do, the same thing happens to those around us that happened when Jesus died on the cross. What happens? Healing comes. Grace comes. Hope comes. Strength comes. Why? Because that's the process. But 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 look at this. This is amazing to me. Look at verses 9, 10, and 11 here in Philippians 2. Therefore, what now? Jesus humbled himself, made himself nothing, became the servant of all, died in our place. And verse 9, therefore God exalted him to the highest place. Oh, oh did you get that? Do you know if you and I will take the lowest place, God will take care of the highest place in our life. That if you'll pick low, God will pick high you see that? If you'll serve, God will take care of you. If you'll take care of those no one else wants to take care of, God will take care of you. If we pick low, God picks high. It happens. And gave Him uh, the highest place. And gave Him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God. What do we see? This servant, this Savior, God, wrapped in human flesh, that came to bring salvation. You know what? You know what you see? You see a picture of what can happen when our humanity becomes filled with His deity. That's what He was. Humanity filled with deity. You see what happened. You know what the highest accomplishment of humanity filled with deity is? It's become a servant. It's the highest level. When you and I as human beings, as Christians, as believers, become filled with the Spirit of God, the highest office we will ever attain to is serving those that God put us in their lives. See, it's, it's the mind, it's the attitude, it's the heart, it's what God put us here to do. Let me, let me show you this real quickly because I, I want to give you some information. Go to Acts chapter 10 and verse 38. I want to, we're going to put some action to this. We're not just going to be theoretical servers. How many heard what I just said? We're not just going to be theoretical servers. Acts ten thirty eight. We refuse at Calvary to just be those uh, people that hear a good word and don't live it out. Come on. We're not just going to say on Sunday morning, boy, that's true. What pastor said was right. That was right. No, we're going to do something about it. Come on. We're, we're going to put some foot and, and feet on the ground and hands on the on the job and and it's 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 an exciting thing that God's putting together Acts ten thirty eight. See here's the supernatural element of this. We're we're learning we're learning supernatural as a lifestyle, not as an event. Acts ten thirty eight. Look at this. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and what power? With the Holy Spirit and power and how? He went around doing good. Doing good. Went around giving water to thirsty people who were afraid for their babies to drink because they said the water source is spoiled. Doing good. Feeding, sharing, praying, helping, doing good things for people. What are we... Doing. We had adopt a block yesterday in Decatur, and people were saved and lives were changed. We had the the, the, dream, the Lawrence County Dream Center open up. We were we're doing this, but but you see, this servant lifestyle is not just for two or three people. It's who we are. It's not just what we do. It's who we are. And so Jesus went around doing good. We should do good. Christians should do good. I want you to hear this. All Christians should do good. All Christians should do good. And do you know not every good person is a Christian? Do you know there a lot of people that do good things that aren't saved yet? Yet. So what's the difference? So Christians are supposed to do good. And there are some people that aren't believers yet that do good. So what's the difference in us do-gooders? I'm glad you asked. Because I want to finish this verse. Because he went around doing good. Here we go. Here's our distinction. And healing all who were under the power of the devil because God was with him. That's who we are. See, we not only do good, we break the power of the devil off of people. We not only do good, we bring healing in Jesus' name. Do we understand this? It's not just should we feed them or give them Jesus. It's both. It's not and or, it's both. We do good in His name and carry the power of God to change people's lives. So every year, we, we always have some uh, mission opportunities. Uh, we've been going to Lapa, Mexico, and we've been building, we built a school. And it's operative. What a blessing. We, we've almost built a church in cooperation with some other teams. And it's just amazing what God has done. And our guys have gone down there. It's been a blessing. Our ladies go overseas and target key areas with a prayer task force. You heard that advertised today. They're already getting ready for next year. It's amazing what we do. But this year, it just all worked that we could not take either one of those trips. So we made a decision July 11th through the 16th, we're going to do something called Serve the City. We're going to do a summer mission trip that everybody can take. We're going to do a mission trip and you don't have to leave home. So here's here's what I'm calling this. I want you to write this down. This summer, we're not crossing the ocean. We're crossing the street. You get that? We're not crossing the ocean. We're crossing the street. Not everybody can cross the ocean. Come on. But everybody. Come on. Tap somebody. Tap somebody. Say, Pastor, talking to you now. If, and if nobody's close enough, tap yourself. Come on. I don't want you to tap yourself. Everybody. Come on. Can cross the street. We're not crossing the ocean. We're crossing the street. So here's what we're going to do. Let's, let's put this up. You ready, guys? We're, we're going to pick July 11 through 16. This is going to be our schedule. We're going to put three different... Uh, go ahead, next. Uh, okay, go, keep going, you're doing awesome. Uh, let, let's go next. Decatur Dream Center and Lawrence County Dream Center is where we're going to focus. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to meet at the Dream Center every, this Monday through Friday. We're going to meet at 9 to 9.30. We're going to have devotion, prayer, team assignments. We're going to give you, G-I-V-E, give give you your T-shirt. And then our first morning serve the city session is from 930 to 12.30, okay? Then we're going to come back just like we're on a mission trip. Lunch is going to be provided 12.30 to one we We're going to do lunch. And then from one thirty to 4.30 is our afternoon serve the city session. And we do not want anyone to be left out. Then from 5.30 to 7.30 we're going to have an evening serve the city session. So if you can't get off work, listen I, I'm, you know, I'm, when I feel like God says it, I'm pretty bold about it. I'm going to ask some of you to take the week off. If, if you were going on a mission trip, you'd take the week off. Huh? Would we do that? We'd take the week off. Uh, if you can't take the week off, take some days off. So, so you see what we're going to do. And then Friday night we're going to wrap it up with a big block party at the Decatur Dream Center at 6 p.m. It is going to be amazing. So now let, let's see what we have next. Let's keep going. And then on Saturday is our adopt-a, regular adopt the block at the Decatur Dream Center. So we'll be building that all week, and you can see now we're going to have 12 serving teams. All right? We're going to begin signing up two weeks from today. I wanted to share this with you today. Get it on your calendar. Get it in your prayer journal. Go. So we've we, we got some major needs in our facilities, okay? Construction at the Decatur Dream Center. We're going to do roofing, drywall, carpentry, electrical, plumbing, painting. We, we've got leaks in that building. We're, we're just, God help us. We're, you know, we're spread all over the place doing all we can. We've got to concentrate on this. At the Decatur Dream Center. Lawrence County Dream Center, we're going to do some work there. The ladies' recovery dorm needs some some work. So we've got a construction team. And number two is landscaping, all right? Three, door-to-door prayer canvassing in neighborhoods surrounding the Dream Center. That is going to be actually where we go door-to-door, knock on the door as a prayer team, and uh, we're, going to, we're going to say, you know, we'll do training. We're going to say, hey, we're here. Uh visiting today. We just want to know, can we pray for you in your home? And, and it's going to be door-to-door prayer in the neighborhoods right around the Dream Center. It's going to be awesome, just like you do on a mission trip where we're not crossing the ocean, or crossing the street. It is going to be amazing. Then four, neighborhood prayer walk and door hangers. This would be not knocking on the door, but just we're going to target neighborhoods. You'll have to find where you're comfortable. And we're going to just walk through the neighborhoods, praying and blessing the neighborhoods, and just hanging a door hanger, okay? We're not knocking on four. We're just hanging the door hanger, praying as we go through the neighborhood. All right? Then we're going to do water bottle distribution at convenience stores, gas stations, parks, ball fields, gyms. And, uh, and and so handing that out, we've got a little card we're going to print it. The bless a blessed card to give to them water distribution. Then number six, we're going to do trash pick up in certain areas, parks, and bless the city, serve the city. We're going to have lunch, as you see, every day, so we're going to need a meals team to prepare that. Number eight, we want to deliver meals to our first responders. We're going to target the fire stations, other areas, and deliver meals and bless them. Then, of course, we're going to have to have prayer teams leading up to this and during this time and a finance team there is, there's probably a minimum of a $15,000 cost for this week. Then we, we, I realized a lot of that was outdoor walking, trash, construction, praying, knocking on doors. Maybe some people can't do that. We thought for those that might not be able to do that, what a blessing to go into our nursing homes during that time uh, where people could go inside and bless and pray and help. And then what we're going to do, we're going to have a week off after that, and then the next week, is our vacation Bible school. So we'd love to just make this, serve the city, tag all that on. We can come do that too. Okay, now now that's group stuff, all right? Group stuff. Group teams meeting at the, uh, primarily meeting at the Dream Center, going out those three times. But, but everyone can get involved because our personal serving, this is what we want you to do. We're going to have those door hangers available. So I'm going to ask everyone, regardless if you're in at the Dream Center, but during that time, I'm going to ask you to prayer walk your neighborhood and place the door hanger on the doors in your neighborhood. You don't have to knock. You don't have to, you know, if you're intimidated by that, prayer walk your neighborhood and place the door hanger. Says, Tell them about Calvary, what's going on. What about this? We're going to have these cards that that have Calvary on the front, on one side and information, a little kind of business card size, and it's just just something special to bless you, okay? So what about all during that week and and going forward? When you're in line buying coffee, you can uh, buy the coffee for the person behind you. Leave the card say, please give this. Uh, uh, you know to the person behind him And I bought their coffee alright Or in McDonald's or in Burger King Or in Wendy's or, or wherever However we want. It's, that's unlimited there Then what about just ideas here What about the next time you will get this card You rent a movie from Redbox When you put it before you turn it in Why don't you put two dollars in it In that card then put it back in So when somebody gets it they're like whoa Somebody bought my movie for me this time It's got to be a good movie alright And uh, Which I know it's all you would have Number four, use your imagination. We're going to have these cards ready. We're going to have the door hangers ready. So personal, okay? Team sign-up, and I messed that up. That's the 19th, not the 12th. That's on me. Team sign-ups begin Sunday, June 19th. Team leader training will be on Wednesday, June 29th. Church-wide prayer opportunities are coming. That is everything, I believe. Am I correct? That served the city. Come on, let's thank God for this. It is going to be amazing. Amazing. what the Lord is going to do so I am so excited about that so guys what are we seeing we're seeing an opportunity here called Servolution a serving revolution I'm excited as I prayed and we talked and we looked at this year it was unusual that our two mission trips we're, we're, we're not going to be able to do those and so as we prayed and just sought the Lord it was, it was so clear you know what we are going to do a summer missions trip but everybody's going to get to go everybody's going to be involved. So we want to do that. I, I, I want to, I, here's, here's where I need, this is an everybody thing, not a few people, this is an everybody thing. And we're so excited about it. Uh, here's what I need. There, there's going to be $15,000 minimum involved in this. We've got construction materials, printed materials, water to hand out, all these things that we're going to do. Here's what I'm going to ask you to do with me today. I, Phyllis and I have talked about this and, and, and I'm going to do as many of these as I can because I'm excited about it. Let me share with you what I I want to do, what it's based on. How are we going to finance this, Pastor? Well, you remember in Genesis, Abraham's nephew Lot had been taken captive and his family. And they were all taken, foreign place, was dangerous. Abraham, what are you going to do? How are you going to save your family? How are you going to save your city? What are you going to do about it? Well, the Bible says that Abraham had about 300 trained men in his household. And those 300 men went out and faced five armies and won because the hand of the Lord was on them. It was a miracle. It's like a multiplication. So here's what I want to do. If 300 people over the next couple of weeks, 30 days at the most, could get $50, we got it. So today I'm praying for our 300. Here's what I'd love for you to do. I'd love for you to, uh, on an offering envelope, uh, somewhere, I, I, I'd love for you to say, you know, Pastor, I'm going to do that. I'm going to be one of the 50s, one of the 300s, so i know where I am. Maybe you can't do 50. Maybe you need to get a partner and say, come on, let's both of us do this 50. Or I'm going to pray that God will help me, Phyllis and I, I want to give more than 50. Well, why, Pastor? Because I love this. <laughs> I love it. I love to serve. And because I know that for every increment of 50 that we do, the quicker we get there, the sooner we can get this all done We're going to have to start meeting with our construction guys And finding out the materials that we need to meet We're going to have to get printing In fact, this week, by faith You know, that's how we operate around here, right? Faith We already had a meeting on all that printing A couple About $2,000 We had a meeting So what are you going to do? I said, let's go Because we're going to do this Because we're going to serve the city And you know, serving always has a price tag So you might say, Pastor, well I don't know if I can do 50 Well, why don't you see what God will help you to do? And let's take this on as a child. I believe we can go beyond that. But I know we need 15,000 as a minimum. And and, and the needs are great. We need roofing. Uh, we've got a roofing area that we've got to replace on the Dream Center. There's some needs at the Women's Recovery Dorm. There are needs at Lawrence County Dorm. We, we just we have to take care of some things. People have been patient and working. and You know, we've got a bucket under a hole there it's in, in, in the uh, Dream Center. We're having to mop the floor. But you know what? We're not going to stop. We're going to keep doing what God wants us to do. And here's our opportunity to take care of this. So I want to encourage you to seriously pray. And I, I need to know where we are. We've already taken the offering. So so next Sunday, whatever you do, don't forget this. I need you to say, Pastor, I'm ready to do this. And as soon as you can do it, the better it would be. So I want to challenge you. 300 of us in these three services can take this on. We can get it done. And maybe God's going to speak to you, and you could give a lot more than $50. You know, what's your, what's your faith? For for some people, fifty's no faith. See what I'm saying? This is the faith thing. Fifty bucks is no faith to some people. Come on, that's like you're you're going to eat you're going to drink that much coffee next week. Maybe not. I don't drink coffee, but some of that latte, slope, pate, whatever all that stuff is. It you know they look like they're seven or eight bucks a piece on the thing up there. So, what's your faith? What's faith? That's what I ask you to do. What's faith? What would be a faith step for you? For me. I have to say, for Philistines, we've talked about it, it would be more than one of those. Because I want to do something and see the hand of God. I want, I want to commit myself to this. So let's do that. I know God's going to do it. Pastor Joy, I want you to come, and we're going to pray. I want you to see this. I want you to see this. Maybe you've been praying and, and listening to the messages and hearing, and we're talking about servolution. We're talking about the supernatural power of God. We're saying, God, can you use me in the supernatural realm? Guys, I believe that this is all set up in the timing of God. I believe when I look at all these things and what God has led me to pray and what we're supposed to do, and, 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 I, and I look at how God is teaching us about the supernatural, building our faith, next week I'm going to talk about the anointing. Following that, we're going to talk about the glory of God, these foundations of, of the supernatural. But remember when I taught you last week that expectation, the law of expectation is the foundation of faith. The law of expectation. There's never been faith present unless somebody had expectation. What about you and I? I have expectation. Anybody have expectation that God's going to use this Serve the City Week to revolutionize North Alabama. I just believe that God's got divine appointments set up for us. Can you see the little lady in her house saying, God, does anybody know who I am? Does anybody care about me? Is there any help for me? And here we come. We just came to pray for you. Can you see that moment? I have high expectation. Can you see somebody that's in their home sick and they don't have any help and they don't know what to do and some of these Great Calvary servants knock on that door and say, We'd love to pray for you right now. And God raises them up. Oh, I, I just see it. Can you see these door hangers hung on all these doors? And somebody's praying, God, what do I do? And where do I go? And where do I find help? And who cares about me? And and there's that door hanger and it talks about Calvary and it invites kids to vacation Bible school and they're like, I think I need to do that. Maybe that's what God has for me. And guys, and you and I are not just going to go around doing good. We're going to bring healing to everyone who is under the power of the devil. Can you see this thing? God is getting us ready. I want you to stand with me right now. I want you to stand, and we're going to pray. I believe that there is a divine appointment that God is putting together, a divine assignment that's going to allow us to serve our city. So, Pastor, I live in in a different city than Decatur. I get that. We're from all over North Alabama. But here's what I feel like in my heart. If you'll invest in this, God's going to help us expand this. This isn't—we're just starting. We're not ending with Decatur. Come on, everybody, with me. But that's where our dream centers are. So I believe that's the proper place to do this. It's where we build the most momentum. It's where we can follow up as time goes on. But what if you live in Athens or Madison or Huntsville or? or Coleman or, or or Trinity or Hillsboro or, or or places just in this area. So, Pastor, I'd love to do that in my city. Well, we're coming. Yeah, we're coming. We're coming. We're coming. We're learning. We, we get this one down. Who who knows? We couldn't do two a year as we go for? You understand? We, we, we're coming. We, we're our, our visions on North Alabama. We're coming. Jesus wants some people. That are willing to say, you know, I'm I want to put somebody before me. I want to take some days off work and instead of fishing, I'm gonna fish for men. Huh? (laughs) And ladies, ladies, instead of instead of getting your nails done and your hair did, we're gonna get some lives done. Come on. Come on, is that good stuff? We're going, to, we're going to do that. And we're, we're going to serve. And, 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 and I can just see this army of people. Can't you see it? Just serving and working and loving and healing. People begin to talk about, man, God changed my life. Somebody knocked on my door right before I gave up. I thought nobody cared about me. I was ready to take my life. And someone knocked on my door and prayed for me. I was having the worst day of my life. And somebody gave me a bottle of water in this car that said that God loves me and just want you to know about that? Man. I was, I was about to give up and give in and I stopped to get coffee and somebody bought my coffee for me. I didn't think anybody loved me. I didn't think anybody knew who I was and there it was. Or what about that busy person who has all the, the world can offer them and they own a business but they're writing checks to everybody else. Huh? Nobody ever gives them anything. But in the middle of the pressure Come on See, we always think about the down and out Let me tell you You know one of the worst places in life to be is up and out Because when you're up and out You've tried everything and you know you're still unhappy You're down and out You still have some thoughts that maybe this will work and that will work But when you're up and out, you're out And what about an up and out Stressed Overworked Trying to make the company work Rolls into Starbucks and the guy in front buys some coffee. He says, Nobody ever does anything for me. And you know what I believe? Because we're going to be praying. I don't have ever thought about this, but there are going to be some Holy Ghost Starbucks during this week. Anointing. I'm serious on that cup. When they begin to drink those cups, and begin to drink that water we give them, to say, God, I'm have hope again. I have hope again in my heart. We get to do that. It's the highest office of a spirit filled christian is the office of a servant it's the highest office we're all about to get promoted come on we're about to be promoted